You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. We are after a billion dollar drill hole, both ore finders in Mustango. We are in uh, the right district. We have the right rocks. We think we have the right team. And now we have a lot of capital to go out and do it. And so we, uh, when, we, when we approached Kirkland Lake to do this deal, it was really fundamentally about uh, increasing our odds of achieving success. And success comes in many ways, but if we are gonna do uh, achieve a billion dollar drill hole, which is a, which is a new discovery on that trend, uh, it, it's gonna take more than one or two or 10 drill holes. That is, that is what this deal ultimately represents to shareholders. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. Joining me today is Stephen Stewart, the CEO of OreFinders, one of our sponsors. I invested in OreFinders back when we originally previewed them and profiled them last fall. Share price I got in at was about 10 cents Canadian. After that, it went up to about 25 cents Canadian. So at one point, I was 150% up. Right now, I'm underwater. Actually, it's been trading as low as 7 cents in the last week. So I invited Stephen back onto the show. Stephen, tell us what's going on. You did this deal with Kirkland Lake Gold. The market seems to have not valued it and seen it the way that you've seen it. I'm underwater on my investment right now. Convince me to keep holding your company, please. Well, sure. Thank you for having me, Bill. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, I think this this deal is a great deal for shareholders. And of course, it did the same thing uh, with, with Mustango as well. And so this was, a, I think it's important to say this was a joint deal between Mustango and Orfinder. So so both, both uh, companies did nearly an identical deal with Kirkland Lake. And why I think you should continue to hold your shares is because this completely de-risked the company. Now, there's always going to be risk in this business, but it's a very, very risky industry that we're in. And, and I've been on your show and I've said many times uh, before, we are after a billion dollar drill hole, both or finders in Mustango. We are in uh, the right district. We have the right rocks. We think we have the right team. And now we have a lot of capital to go out and do it. And so we, uh, when, we when we approached Kirkland Lake to do this deal, it was really fundamentally about uh, increasing our odds of achieving success. And success comes in many ways, but if we are going to do uh, achieve a billion dollar drill hole, which is a, which is a new discovery on that trend, uh, it, it's going to take more than one or two or 10 drill holes. That is, that is what this deal ultimately represents to shareholders. It's mitigating our downside risk. If we do not want to live or die on our last most recent drill results, which is a lot of what, uh, what a lot of juniors do. So this was me and our board building a future, building a company. And, and that's what that represents. Now, for those who don't know, the deal Kirkland Lake came in and acquired 9.9% of both companies. So they own the shares and then they are spending uh, up to $120 million split equally between Orfinders and Mustango to earn up to 75% interest in those companies' assets. So that means $120 million will go into the ground before Kirkland Lake earns their interest. In effect, that gives us a free carry for in, until they spend that money. And that's an awful lot of money. And I, and I, I, I would wager that if we spend $120 million and we don't find a billion dollar drill hole, then it's not there. So I think this allows us to exhaust all the, the possibilities and probabilities that if there's an ore body there, uh, chances are we're going to find it. 
In the meantime, we've got this fantastic treasury between ore finders and Mistango, approximately $15 million in cash. Uh, over and above that, we have well, uh, well over $20 million in working capital, which uh, constitutes mostly ore finders position in equitable, equitable securities. It owns a, a good chunk of Mistango. It owns a good chunk of QC Copper. Uh, and same with American Eagle, which is, which is spun off. So we have an extraordinarily strong balance sheet. And I think uh, those who follow our group will know we've had a very um, contrarian view of the market. The last five years has been spent uh, with ore finders and subsequently Mistango uh, identifying opportunities, buying them cheap when nobody else was doing it and looking for distressed situations, looking for problems that we believe we can buy cheap and then solve and create value there. So that is going to be Really, my task right now is, is intelligently allocating that $15 million. Where are we going to spend it to get the best bang for our buck? At the same time, we've got Kirkland Lake Gold uh, funding us in our operations to go after that billion-dollar drill hole. So I thought this was a deal that we couldn't pass up. I think, honestly, it's enviable. I think uh, there are, I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire junior industry, but I, I, I absolutely know that my, my contemporaries and competitors would absolutely love to have a group like Kirkland Lake Gold in their corner. So I think it just opened a lot of doors. It brought visibility. Um, retail investors can, can rest easy when you get a big company, uh, best in class, like Kirkland Lake, willing to invest in the team and the assets. That alone says something about the team and the assets. They just they don't put their money anywhere. They they are very choosy because they can be, and they invested in us. And that's just a level of due diligence that I think uh, your typical retail uh, investor can can sleep a little bit better. So so that's how I feel about it. And the last point I make: I'm buying the shares, Bill. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, I'm in the market. I'm buying uh, on ore finders. Just for the record, I I am not able as a as a securities law issue. I'm not able to buy Stango shares in the market because my personal position. I'm the third or fourth largest personal shareholder in Mustango. But securities laws lumps me together with ore finders, so our position together are, are over exceeds 19.9%. Hence, I would trigger a takeover bid uh, if I did buy Mistango shares. So I, I participate uh, uh, through uh, through ore finders, which has a position in Mistango, anyways. So, Stephen, there's a lot of people that I talk to, including Rick Rule, who I just interviewed this week. They really like the prospect generator model. They acknowledge, though, that it requires patience and a longer term outlook. Uh, myself and a lot of people listening to us are more impatient. I'm, I'm impatient. I'm just telling you I'm impatient as a speculator. I'm being very aggressive. I've invested in your exploration companies, other exploration companies. It's too large of a percentage of my portfolio for most people. I would never advise doing what I do in terms of percentage in exploration companies because I'm very aggressive in what I believe to be a gold up cycle. So when you get an impatient investor invested in your company, uh, looking at ore finders last year, I thought we would get drill results over the next 12 to 18 months. And I'm looking at a five plus, you know, 10 bagger. Now, yes, you've minimized the downside clearly. You know, the dilution risk is gone. The financing risk is gone. But you've also given away 75% of the upside. And then I'm also wondering, what is my time frame now? Because I'm impatient, is it still 18 months? Can I get a five bagger? Or is it more like five to seven years? What, what are we looking at here? 
Look, things can change on a dime in this industry. Um, you know, speaking of drill results, both companies uh, have finished drilling this particular campaign, but or, uh, Mistango's got 33% of its assays outstanding from this program, this highly anticipated. We've only released 66%. We didn't hit it yet, Bill, but we got 33% of those holes to go. Then last week, we were up in Kirkland Lake, sitting down with Kirkland Lake Gold, designing our future drill programs. Same thing with ore finders. And ore finders also has 17% of its assays outstanding. So both companies, you know, things could change very quickly tomorrow off past drill programs. And then we're absolutely going to be drilling tomorrow. So nothing, nothing changes. Things can change very quickly in this industry. Just wait to see what happens if, if us or anybody hits a drill, uh, you know, a big drill hole next to a, a major mine. As you know, Mistango is focused primarily on its Kirkland West project drilling beside Macassa. The you know the, the stock I think would go through the roof if we could delineate a, a nice intersection right beside Macassa. That prospect has nothing's changed. You know, in fact, we're, we're better capitalized to do that. Now, Ore Finders, the same thing. Its next drill program is going to be on its McGarry, and it's really quite analogous to Macassa and our Kirkland West, uh, Kirkland West project. McGarry is, is located directly adjacent to the Kerr-Addison. And, and so for, for people who may not know, the Kerr-Addison was the Macassa of its day. It produced for 50 years over 11 million ounces of gold high grade. It's just like Macassa and it's 20 kilometers to the east. We have the prop property next door. We, uh, ore finders just completed a, uh, an IP and an MT magneto, uh, magnetotelluric survey to, to look deep uh, because that's where we believe we're going to find an ore body if it exists on the McGarry. And that's where we're going to be drilling soon. So if we can, if we can poke a hole into McGarry, uh, and, and do the same thing we're trying to do on on uh, Kirkland West beside Macassa. Well, look, things would change awfully quick, Bill, especially as gold is is approaching nineteen hundred dollars. So you know we're we're back out there exploring. You know nothing has changed, and things can change quickly. I agree with you that the amount of money you were able to get Kirkland Lake to potentially commit is impressive. But my main concern, honestly, was the pace. What pace are we going to move? Because you need them more than they need you. So are you telling me that the pace is going to be at least what you were planning to do before this deal? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I don't think I can't speak to the pace that it's going to go. So we, we're going to go one step at a time. We are absolutely going forward with a drill program on Kirkland West. We're going back out there. And then the same thing for McGarry. So first things first. Um, so, I mean, as far as far as pace goes, expect us in the in the not too distant future. I don't want to say time because we're just sitting down with Kirkland Lake and, and talking about the program. Uh, but largely they are they are looking to us. Nobody knows our projects better than us. Uh, so they are uh, um, asking our opinion, but we're certainly soliciting theirs as well, particularly on the Kirkland West, where they know exactly where to drill. And so that's going to be very valuable information. So so in terms of the pace, I think uh, investors can expect us in the not too distant future to come out there with the second iteration of, of their drill programs for those properties that I'm talking about. So we're pushing as quickly as possible. We're permitted. We're ready to go. So let's do this. <laughs> Stephen, one, one, one of the things that was articulated online was that the Mistango shareholders didn't want to be grouped together with the Orefinder shareholders. Can you talk to that situation? Because you're a leader of both. Perhaps, you know, did you treat one child a little better than the other in arranging this deal? Well, absolutely not. I think both, uh, literally both companies were virtually identical in terms of their cash position and their market cap. They have different assets and different 
possibilities. But, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, until you find a discovery, you can't say one has a better shot or not. Both have assets uh, that are adjacent to world-class mines, as I said, the Kerr Addison for one and Macassar the other. And, the, and they have secondary assets as well uh, with, with both, uh, you know, very substantial uh, 43-101 resources. So, uh, you know, it's a matter of opinion. And my opinion is, is that the companies were treated exactly equally. The, the deals were identical in terms. So Kirkland Lake invested 9.9% in both. And then the, the uh, earn-in options for 60 million each, so 200, uh, 120 million were identical. So I, I can't imagine how any company was treated any differently. In fact, they were treated equally, They're like right. twins. So you haven't given up that billion dollar drill hole because that's something you mentioned the first time. You just feel like you I haven't given it up. I'm after it. And this <laughs> this increases our odds. I mean, if if you know, we don't want to live or die on the on our last drill result. That is that is a very difficult business model, especially uh, in the junior mining industry. So we have covered our downside that if our are any one of these projects do not deliver that. And, and Bill, let me tell you, odds are you do not get that billion dollar drill hole. I mean, Hemlo was found on hole 84, you know, and, and there are many, many other examples. Could you get lucky? Of course you could. Do I want to get lucky? Can, you know, do I want to come out with a, with, a, with a billion dollar drill hole tomorrow? Of course I do, but odds are we're not, Bill. And, and that's, and hence why we did this smart deal with the best partner in town. So Benjamin Graham, uh, it said he said in the short term the market is a voting machine, but in the long term it's a weighing machine. Do you think that applies to what we're talking about here? Well, sure. I mean, there there is no more inefficient segment of the publicly traded stock market in the junior mining industry. It is as inefficient as it gets. And it's about uh, identifying those inefficiencies to the upside and to the downside. And right now I see a huge inefficiency uh, in how ore finders and Mustango are priced, price versus value, as Mr. Graham always says. And of course, is one of his protégés, Warren Buffett. And so the value baked into ore finders and Mustango relative to the price you have to pay today is extraordinary. Look at their balance sheets, look at their investments in other companies, and then look at the assets that they have combined with the partnership uh, of Kirkland Lake, who is committed to spend $120 million, big, big numbers here. Our enterprise value in those combined companies was $28 million. We signed a 75% deal at 120. Not bad economics. I don't see how anybody could blink an eye at that. So I see huge value. And, and ultimately, everything comes comes down to our drill results, which could change any day. So as long as we're drilling, uh, which is going to be the secret to our success, um, then I, then I sleep well at night in terms of delivering what I said I would do to our shareholders. All right. So with speculative value through the drill hole, we've been talking about that, but you also have resources. So just if we take enterprise value versus gold ounce in the ground, what are we trading at right now? You know, enterprise value right now, let's say we're 14 million, you know, 10, 10 to $12 an ounce, nothing really. And we are not in the Arctic. We are not in the DRC. We are in Kirkland Lake Gold. Um, uh, excuse me, Kirkland Lake, Ontario. No better place to be on the Cadillac, which is extremely prolific. And, uh, and I'll note, in an area where there's an awful lot of activity, not only do we have Kirkland Lake uh, in their flagship operation, we've got Agnico Eagle with the Upper Beaver there. We've got the, the Kerr Addison. I mentioned the Kerr Addison, uh, world famous mine. They have now reinvented themselves as a six million ounce open pit deposit. So 
So they they floated their uh, perspectives not too long ago. So that's we've been aware of what they're doing. Uh, that's coming into the public domain. So we're thrilled to welcome a, a new neighbor, a major major you know anchor type deposit. Uh, so there's there's all sorts of things happening. I think even the, the folks at Newfound Gold are spinning off their property in the Kirkland Lake. So there's an awful lot of activity up there. Uh, you know, all else equal, there's no ra- other place I'd rather be uh, looking for gold right now uh, other than Kirkland Lake. With an explorer, obviously, the obvious risk, key risk would be coming up with dusters, not discovering what you want to discover. But besides that, over the next 12 months, what would be some of the key risks for ore finders? Gold price, um, you know, the, the the toughest challenge we have is 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 Mother Nature. There's no question about it. That's that's the risk people uh, take, and it it requires patience. Well, I understand that investors uh, are impatient and they see things fast money and they chase it. I get it, uh, but that's not uh, how to run a business. You have to look um, over the horizon for the long term, cover your risk, but keep the upside. And boy, do we have upside. So outside of uh, us working our projects, don't forget, we've got this $15 million to deploy. And we've been pretty creative. Anybody, you know, look us up. We have been creative in how we deploy our capital. We do it quite accretively. Uh, we took over Mustango River Resources for $250,000. That was in a different market, but that's the sort of deals that we like to do. And that's, you know, so with $15 million to deploy, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay. So as we conclude, the final question for this impatient mining speculator, 12-month target. You got to put a carrot out in front of this rabbit. What should I expect? What's the goal? 12-month target. Give me something to visualize here. In terms of our, our share, share price, price. Share price. Per- share price. Yeah. Oh, God. I I can't. I, I, I never prognosticate a share price. There's just too many uh, variables. Um, I don't think that's, that's the right thing to do, except that I think we're going in the right direction. I think right now, let, let's talk about where I think the low is. I think right now, we're not going to get any cheaper. That I can uh, feel very comfortable saying. Whether we're going to be 50 cents or a dollar, um, mother nature plus gold price, those are the variables that will have the biggest say um, and where we're at. But I think in terms of uh, if you want a quality team, it's well-financed uh, with assets in uh, excellent jurisdictions, world-class jurisdictions next to great world-class mines with the backing of Kirkland Lake Gold. Take a look at Ore Finders. Take a look at Mustango. All right. Ore Finders website is orefinders.ca. I'll link to it in the show notes. ORX on the TSXV exchange for Canadian investors and US investors can find it under the ticker ORFDF. Stephen, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for the update. Great to be here, Bill. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000 and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.